the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Stop. I've just been triggered for another fortnightly installment on all things triggers. Natalie, how are you going today? Hey Candice, doing well, thank you. And I hope you are too. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's good. We've got a topic close to my heart this fortnight and that's um, triggers around self-care. Mm. And yeah, this one's really close to my heart as well because self-care guilt is so real. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? You know, self-care is meant to um, make you feel good about yourself and make you feel better. But for some of us, it's it's actually a major trigger. Mm-hmm. And parenthood, well, certainly for mm-hmm. me, parenthood mm-hmm. um, added a whole new dimension to um, guilt around self-care. Mm, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe we'll even separate this over two episodes um, this week, concentrate just on self-care triggers kind of in general. Mm-hmm. And next episode, we will tackle um, parenting and self-care. <laughs> And triggers. Yeah, no, that sounds great. That's that's probably a good place to do it, um, and probably easier for the the listeners if they want to pick and choose which one to, to go to. Listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, you know, lately thanks to social media, you know, radical self care's really taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're really encouraged to do that one little thing every day just for you, and and you know, you're meant to actually feel really good about it. Yeah. Yeah, but for some of us, um, <laughs> it's actually a huge trigger, that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, words like selfish or self-centered swirl through the mind and just this overwhelming sense of guilt. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and like I've got a little one and I don't get much time to myself. Mm. So the idea of doing one thing for me uh, you know, every, every single day is certainly radical yeah. <laughs> to, say, yeah. to say the least, you know, and look, we know self-care can be a walk, a quiet moment, uh, you know, doing some yoga or meditation. It, it doesn't need to be extreme or Instagrammable, mm-hmm. you know, just, just 20 minutes every day um, that you schedule, you know, is, is something that is good, but, but it actually can cause a lot of anxiety Mm. um it's the forced planning you know that adds more stress than calm you know that kind of idea of i have to have 20 minutes every day for myself because it's self-care yeah and and it kind of sends you spiraling Mm. um so it's doing the exact opposite of what it's meant to be doing yeah you just feel pressure and expectation um and i like what you said it doesn't need to be instagrammable Mm. so true I love that because sometimes self-care is just having a moment Mm. just taking a pause stop taking a deep breath and hitting the reset button in 
a time where you're feeling stressed. Yeah. But self-care really can be anything that supports your long-term emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think these days self-care is really um, tooted around as a kind of a balm for everything that ails you Mm. from stress to insomnia, chronic illness, mental illnesses like um, OCD, depression. Mm. And, you know, everywhere you look, somewhere saying that self-care is exactly what you need to fix everything. And, Mm. you know, in many cases it certainly helps. Um, And taking a break to do something nice for yourself is good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't do the self-care. Mm. Um, it totally can be that balm that cures you, but but it just isn't always. No, it's definitely not. No. And, uh, you know, and, and I think that's the thing, um, you know, most people, self-care is the thing that, you know, keeps your cup full, so to speak, mm. Mm. you know, and, and most of the time that's all we need to kind of keep going. Um, to stay motivated, stay on focus, you know, um, just take a breather, like you said. But, you know, it, it's also things like the tools that you have in your toolkit, you know, the life skills that you have mm-hmm. to be able to pause and, and take a moment, to give yourself grace in that moment, mm-hmm. uh, permission to be human and have a human experience. That's all self-care as well, you know, creating boundaries, Mm. self-care um so it doesn't necessarily have to be like you said instagrammable or revolve around luxury or um you know having something done to you it really can be something a little bit deeper than that yeah you know just that more moment of pause basically Mm. oh absolutely I like that I love that um and you know Nat for many people with anxiety order uh disorder sorry a trip to the spa or taking a nap, um, taking that time out for people watching in the park might be uh, something that they really want to do or feel like they need to do. But um, it's that thinking that that's what they're supposed to do that will get them through. But yeah, I don't know, that pressure, that expectation of how it should be um, just does the opposite. It doesn't help them feel better. You know, it doesn't stop the swirl of worry and anxiety and stress. And it just doesn't help them focus or calm down or Mm. come down from from where they're at. And and like a lot of people doing something for themselves actually can make things worse. (laughs) Like which sounds silly, but it yeah. Yeah. And and you know, basically it's the problem is, is you've got to, um, there's a lot of stigma about people doing a little bit for themselves. Like you said earlier on, you said things like they're selfish or self-centered. Um, you know, they may be seen as lazy. Like, you know, some people yeah. would have had that as kids. They were just told like, oh, you're sitting reading a book. Oh, that's being lazy. You're mm. not being productive. Yeah. Um, so there's there's kind of, you, you've got to have this, um I'd like to say Zen approach to it. You've got to be a little bit vulnerable and, and open and accepting, but you've also got to put an understanding to it that your self-care may not actually be what other people do for self-care. Oh, yeah. You know, and and that's, you know, 
our news feeds and and you know all the wellness articles and all the memes coming out mm, and mm. there's all sort of all sorts of affirmation around self-care as being the like you said the fix it yeah um, but it's overhyped and you know because it has become instagrammable mm. uh it's changed what it's really all about and for people like you said with anxiety they feel like they, oh, it's another thing I have to do. Mm. It's another expectation that's required of me. And it makes them feel like if they're not doing it, they're failing. Mm. So th- this is like, it's a storm in a teacup, basically. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it, is. it really is, you know. Um, so, yeah, like, like you said, Candice, people with anxiety disorders, this, this can be a real, a real trigger, you know. And, and self-quit care just doesn't work for some people mm. at all, you know. So, you know, when you're talking to people when you're saying, oh, you've got to have a healthy dose of, of self-care and it then triggers feelings of guilt, mm. like, you know, I should be cleaning, I should be working, I should be spending more time with the kids. Mm. Um, again, then what happens is it triggers and, and sets off unresolved feelings that are related to self-worth for yeah. instance, yeah. I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough for this. Yeah. Um, you know, so you can imagine this pretty much ruins <laughs> the idea of self-help, uh, self-care being helpful, um, and then basically then shifts the whole thing into a trigger category. Mm. And I've had clients who have tried to do the 20 minutes every day for themselves and ended up in tears on the bathroom floor by day five because they feel absolutely overwhelmed, um, you know, with the keeping up of this self-care regime, so to speak. Yeah, and I feel that. That was me. That was totally me, um, especially after I had my boys. The the guilt for thinking that I could do anything for myself was mm. was just horrendous. And, mm. and as you said, there's so many to-dos and what ifs flooding through the mind, you know, at any given moment, the thought of taking some time out of that busy pace, it it almost feels like you're just going to make your list longer. Yeah. Just going to have more to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I just won't bother. I, yeah. I won't do that. Yeah. And then as, as you touched on, just those feelings of guilt. And yeah. the low self-worth that, that just come hand in hand mm. with that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, Candice. I totally get that. <laughs> it's not it's not easy being a parent. And then if if you're an aware kind of parent, um, it makes it a hell of a lot harder, harder. as well. Yep. <laughs> um, and you know, look in in our society where now we're increasingly connected, you know, our lives are in increasingly connected you know through social media like facebook and instagram and and these these tools or you know these apps have become you know indispensable basically Mm, they are Um, yeah you know we're using them for work um for keeping in touch with family and friends you know we, we do our shopping um you know we learn new things so but but we also then use them to show the world what we're up to Mm. and we document and hashtag everything and (laughs) even our self-care so it becomes another platform 
that can be quite stressful for some people because they want to look a certain way, they want to mm. appear a certain way, they mm. want to send a certain message. Um, you know, they're worried whether they're going to be liked or not. Mm. Uh, there's that peer pressure. Um, what they yeah. do for self-care may not be what someone else would do. So they, they, then there's fear of ridicule. It's it's absolutely mental. Yeah, it is. It, it's honestly like uh, every post we see is adding more box to tick for ourselves yeah. Yeah. yeah, around what we should be doing, our standards, mm-hmm. um, what we what we should be doing for self-care, even if it's not what we really need. Mm. Um, it's, it's confusing. Mm. It makes Absolutely. us feel insecure in our own connection to self because we're not connected as we used to be or we're connected in a different way through social media. Mm. But in doing so, we lose that connection to ourselves and start a to-do list that's based off social media not off what we actually need yeah yeah based on the hashtag you know yeah. self-love self-care wellness well-being like we've mm. all seen it and we've and we've all done it you and I are both in oh yeah uh, you know the wellness industry and mm. holistic industry so I mean we have to use them for work um <laughs> so we, we've be, all been guilty of it but um but like honestly, self-care should be focused on being in the moment, you know, um, and actually tuning out the social pressures. Mm. It's it's like the exact opposite of, of what, what's happening, what's being promoted, mm. yeah, and what's happening, you know. Yeah, and and I think that's the thing. Your self-care really doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Mm. I um, I teach self-care to a lot of my clients, and when I teach them what self-care actually is. It's kind of like the penny drops and it starts Mm. to make a little bit more sense. And I think I said this earlier, self-care is really the things that you do to support your long-term, that's a key word, Mm long-term mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Mm. And it's not all the fun stuff. No, No, it, it might be setting a budget. So, you know, your budget set and forget, so you don't have to worry about, about Mm. money. Mm. Um, it might be taking a course to support your career aspirations hmm. or um, just your intellectual health. Hmm. It might be meal planning every Sunday night just to make sure you're nourishing your body and saving time throughout your busy week. Hmm. Ah, goodness, it might be saying no to things that you don't want to do. Hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm, it's a hard one, but it's an mm-hmm. important one. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we realize that self-care isn't a luxury, it's a way to do life Mm. that just supports you so that you can show up for yourself and for those around you. And and I think having that understanding of self-care kind of takes a little bit of the pressure and Mm. guilt off. Mm. Um, That and just acknowledging that it's going to take time to figure out a self-care routine that works for you as an individual. Mm-mm. It's it's that's it, Candice. And the thing is, you know, in a, in one way, it's not really self care. It's just self being yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Nailed you know, it. Perfectly yeah, said. And, and like I said before, you know that it's about keeping your cup full. Yeah. So it's just not. So you're not in a state of depletion. You know, because mm. um, often that's when we'll do self self care. And I did little inverted commas there is when we're almost at the point of depletion, and it's like, oh, I need a bit of me time. Mm. Um. It's too late then. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like you kind of said, like, 
you need to find self-care is about balance and hmm. it's about nurturing and it's about, you know, you know, having the tools that you need in your life and the skills, like I said earlier, you know, those knowing when to take a pause, mm. knowing when to have those little moments, knowing when to give yourself grace yeah, and, and permission, you know, that, yeah. that's, it's really important. Um, it, you know, often what will happen with marketing and media and social media is they will take a keyword and it sort of gets watered down I, I wanted mm. to say another word there but I can't bastardized <laughs> yep <laughs> was that it yeah that was the one um, but it, it just gets watered down and it kind of the true essence of it is lost lost mm. um, you know really it's about giving yourself a hug mm. when you think about caring for someone that's what you do you just mm. give them a hug sometimes or a listening ear or mm. you might sometimes buy them something nice you might buy yeah. a box of chocolates or yeah. so whatever fits as you know what you need that that's what you do mm. um it's not like you said it's not about it can be mundane stuff but yeah. if it helps you in the long run and it helps you have a better day a better week a better month a better year a better life mm. that's self-care you know 100 percent. beautifully said nat Love <laughs> every single word Thank you. <laughs> and I think acknowledging that some people are still going to feel anxious mm. at the thought of doing this, mm. um, I think the biggest thing we can probably do uh, when it comes to kind of letting go of that guilt and anxiety around self-care, once you acknowledge that it's not just kind of the luxury mm, sorts mm. of things, mm. is to just take that scary action. Mm. To ask yourself, you know, what are my long-term needs in relation to my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, and then breaking it down. Mm. Is it a little bit of this each day? Is it doing this once a month? Mm. Whatever it is, it's writing that list and incorporating those things into your day-to-day life. Mm. And you know what? You can absolutely still go and get your nails done. Mm. you mm. can go and get a pedicure you can have a massage you can go mm. to a spa you can do all of those things but it's just understanding that self-care or you know true actual self-care supports you for the long term mm. mm-hmm. mm. and i also am going to plug uh amazing little um book that's recently been written by two amazing <laughs> authors aka natalie and candace <laughs> we have um just written a little pocket guide that includes 26 mindful activities to navigate anxiety and i was thinking maybe we just incorporate one of those here today to support our listeners to navigate anxiety when they are feeling that guilt or overwhelm when it comes to self-care. Absolutely, Candice, great idea. And this is one of my favourites that we're about to share. And it's a well-known kinesiology technique um, known as the Valley of Harmony exercise. So for all the listeners out there, I mean, if you're driving, (laughs) you can't do it. But if not, just find somewhere quiet to sit. And this... In the beginning, this is done with your eyes open, but the Valley of Harmony 
is the web between your thumb and your pointer finger. And this is a very special place in kinesiology, in Chinese acupuncture and acupressure, um, even with yoga. This is a very, very tender. For those who have had massages, it's quite a tender spot. And it's also a very, very special place. So anytime that you feel anxious or a wave of anxiety hits you, what we'll get you to do is to retreat to a quiet place as you're doing now, sit comfortably, and then slowly with the opposite hand, press on the Valley of Harmony for approximately five minutes. And as you hold pressure on the Valley of Harmony, begin to take slow, mindful, deep breaths, telling yourself, this is simply an anxious thought or this is just a thought. And what you do is to continue to repeat this as long as it's required so that the thought actually begins to dissipate and the anxiety and anxious feelings begin to ease. And then once you begin to calm down, you may actually like to repeat a, a, a mantra that you've chosen um, to help you to slow down the wave of anxiety. And one that I use often is I am, I am well or all is well. Um, and one Candice and I have discussed also is this too shall pass. Mm. So this, this too shall pass is a really good one. Um, for most situations mm. and it really does it does work it's one of my favorites this one it, yeah. it, it's, it calms me down straight away can you tell <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell by the tone yes you did you slowed right down which is beautiful and you know it's a great one and so simple mm. Mm. It's, we just yeah. need to remember to actually do it yeah when that anxiety creeps in yeah and look and just just for the listeners that like Candice said before, there's no judgment. If you, if you enjoy having a massage or getting pampered and do that it. is your yes. software, yeah, do it. Absolutely. We, we are not holding a space of judgment. For the, but for those out there that feel guilt around self-care um, or feel pressure uh, to fit a certain mould of self-care, you know, our advice to you is do what feels right. And, and even if it's like a minute, just taking a deep breath, if that's self-care for you, and like Candace said, gives you, you know, long, long-term support, that, that's what you do. Mm. Um, and that's what balance is all about. It, it's finding your point, your tipping point, and then correcting it. It's no one else's, you know, mm. there's no comparison to be made. So I think... Um, this is probably a really good time to wrap up this episode, mm. if that's okay, Candice. Yeah, no, and then, in, good. and then in the next episode, we'll continue with um, this self-care topic um, and the triggers and then really hone in on how self-care can be a trigger for parents. Mm. And we'll give you guys a couple of tips on finding maybe your self-care, your personal self-care uh, regime or routine or, or whatever yeah. it may be. I call it a baseline, a self-care baseline. I like that. That's really yeah. good. Yep, yeah, that's, a, that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, thanks, well, Candice. No, thank you, Nat. Great episode, great topic, I think. One that um, if we can kind of overcome those triggers around self-care and, and actually implement things that support us for the long term, it can be life-changing. So I think oh, this is absolutely. a great topic. Hmm. And look, the other thing is, change the name (laughs) if you don't like self-care this is probably one of the easiest things to do and you can call it me time you can call it time out you can call it because me time sometimes will also give people anxiety Mm. time out doesn't time out actually seems to work quite well um because we often give kids time out yeah yeah so you can just call it time out that's it. And if it's five minutes or it's two minutes or it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, just give it a different name. Like, honestly, yeah. um, whatever you feel like and whatever you feel comfortable with and try them, see if they trigger something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could call it wisdom time or I don't know, whatever you want to call whatever. it. Whatever yeah. works. But try it and see if it triggers something. And if it doesn't, then run with it. Mm. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. We will be back in a fortnight. If you have spare time and feel so inclined, feel free to head to amazon.com.au and um, just search for Natalie Collar or Candice Fraser and our little pocket guide for navigating anxiety will be there. Hope you have a beautiful fortnight and we will see you again very soon. Thanks everyone.